Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the 10th of May, the 130th day of 2023. Chinese astronomers observe a sunspot in the year 28 BC when others discover the feature is of debate. Galileo and a German argue bitterly over who should get credit for the feat in 1611. Thomas Harriot the year before is likely to be the first to see a sunspot with the aid of a telescope. The telescope was a new invention just a couple of years earlier. Two Dutch lens makers get the credit for the invention of that, and Galileo designed his based on a written description. It seems there was a bit of Jew-hating going on in May. 1267, the church in Vienna, Italy, orders all Jews to wear distinctive clothes, not unlike the Nazis and their laws. In 1278, English officials may have actually had a good cause. There, Jews were imprisoned on charges of coining. They were not alone in the practice. When coins were made of precious metals and of a specific weight, coining might more accurately be called shaving, removing a small sliver of the metal, Okay, that is in fact a criminal act. But removing all the Jews from the country was a bit excessive. 150 years later, it's burned Switzerland in the act when they expel Jews from the region. Part of the issue is you have a people with a distinct set of cultural practices and religion. They have a tendency to remain isolated. That is a formula for issues in any setting. The Jews also have a divine promise that they've held on to for 4,000 years. It would be a long search to find another group that has retained its autonomy for that long. Then there are the explorers. Amerigo Vespucci departs for his first voyage to the New World in 1497, just five years after Columbus made the discovery. 1503, Columbus visits the Cayman Islands. There is no evidence if he opened a bank account there, but he did note the large number of turtles and named the islands Las Tortugas. Reminds me of the scene from the Pirates of the Caribbean, but the island of Tortuga is off the coast of Haiti and was visited by Columbus on his first trip. While the Spanish are plying the warm waters of the Caribbean, in 1534, Breton French explorer Jacques Cartier is visiting Newfoundland. Sea navigation was a major issue in the 18th century. Finding a ship's location north and south was quite easy. You could just measure the angle of the sun at noon. If you know the day, the location can be calculated. But east and west was another matter. In 1714, the British government offered 10,000 pounds sterling for a device that could keep time very precisely. No one could meet the requirements. John Harrison set out to build a clock that would be accurate within three seconds per day. On solid ground was one matter, but on a moving ship was another. Harrison offers his first clock for testing in 1735. Nineteen years after that, and three versions, he's awarded the 10,000 pounds. The idea was if you knew when noon occurred and compared the time to the previous day's reading, the difference would determine how far east or west you traveled. One degree of longitude equates to four minutes difference in the time of noon. At 40 degrees latitude, that's 53 miles. 
The British Parliament is trying to prop up the British East India Company in 1773. The East India Company was a chartered private enterprise to move goods from the Far East to Europe and the colonies. They were not the only company in the business. The Dutch had their version. Parliament passes the Tea Act on this day. The idea was to make British tea cheaper and something of a monopoly in the colonies. British tea was taxed and Dutch tea was not. Think of alcohol and tobacco taxes today. Part of the issue was government funding in the colonies, and second was the members of Parliament's interest in the East India Company. The Second Continental Congress is in session in 1775. One of the agenda items on this day is naming George Washington as the Supreme Commander of the Continental Army. After six years of construction, the 1,911-mile Transcontinental Railroad is completed in a ceremony at Promontory Summit, Utah. For the first time, trains could move from Council Bluffs, Iowa to San Francisco, California. When construction began, Council Bluffs was the western extent of the eastern railroads. It was also on the Missouri River. Mother's Day is first celebrated in 1908. It began as a local celebration in Grafton, West Virginia. The first celebration was void of the current commercialization and was centered around a church service. J. Edgar Hoover is appointed the first director of the Office of Investigations in 1924. It will become a life appointment as he continues in the office until 1972. The Office of Investigations became the FBI in 1934. Calvin Coolidge was president when he was appointed, and Nixon was in office when Hoover died. Eight presidents. The simple fact is, J. Edgar Hoover was a case study in the idea that absolute power corrupts absolutely. For the first decade or two, he'd done some good work. In later years, he was much more controversial, and reviews after the fact are quite clear that he led the agency well across legal and constitutional lines. Hoover had amassed huge files on leading public figures in and out of politics. Truman, Kennedy, and Nixon all considered firing him, but were afraid of the reprisals. The Nazis staged a massive public book burning in 1933. This was a clear case of censorship and rewriting history. But it should be made crystal clear there is a fundamental difference between removing books from the wide population and what our president was referring to when he claimed the opposition wants to ban books here. It's one thing when you systematically remove books from the public forum. Another when a group of parents complain about what is in the elementary school library or even a high school library. That is not censorship. It might even extend to the unrestricted shelf of the public library. Some material is not appropriate for minor readers. It's a parent's right to object if that material is made available without their consent. Most of the time we're dealing with subjects that are sexual in nature and often an opposing view on moral issues. Rudolf Hess was the number two man in the Nazi party and had held that post since 1933. On this day in 1941, he parachutes into Scotland in hopes of meeting a leading opponent of the British war effort and negotiating a peace deal between the United Kingdom and Germany. Hess is caught by British officials and locked away until after the war. 
He is convicted of war crimes and remanded to a West Germany prison where he died by suicide at the age of 93 in 1987. His marked grave became a shrine for neo-Nazis. In 2011, authorities refused to renew the grave lease. There's a foreign concept to us here in the U.S. His remains were exhumed and cremated. Irish singer Bono was born Paul Hewson on this day in 1960, making him 63 years old. Decker Records signs the Rolling Stones to a contract in 1963 on the advice of Beatle George Harrison. Four years later, they may have regretted that move when three members of the group are arrested on drug charges, but it's doubtful as the group was selling records very well. The Stones will stay with the label until 1971. 1969, in the Vietnam War, the assault on Hill 937, also known as Hamburger Hill, begins. Sony has had a few good ideas over time. Their fault may have been they tried to set an industry standard, which they controlled exclusively. That usually did not work out well. In 1975, they released the Betamax video recorder, it was superior in all aspects to the later VHS format, but VHS was an open standard. The effort was complete with some political wrangling between JVC, Sony, Panasonic, and Mitsubishi, along with the other well-known Japanese electronic companies. Basically, everyone ganged up on Sony. Brazilian race car driver Helio Castroneves is 48 today. He's the only active four-time winner at Indianapolis, and is one of 34 entries for the Memorial Weekend Classic. Currently, Al Unser holds the record for the oldest winner at 47 years and 360 days. The window for the Brazilian to make number five is closing quickly. Honestly, I would hate to see it happen. When you realize the skill that A.J. Foyt and Unser had to have in that era, and Rick Mears to a degree, it's extremely impressive. Castroneves has come through the age of computers, telemetry, and big teams. It's just not the same. Currently, there are no three-time winners in competition. President George W. Bush is the target of a protest attack in 2005 while giving a speech in the Eastern Bloc country of Georgia. A hand grenade lands 65 feet away. Fortunately, it was Soviet-made and did not go off. One year ago, Prince Charles, acting for the Queen, gives the opening speech to Parliament. It was the first time the Queen had missed the event in 59 years. That's history and comment for the 10th day of May. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.